Hello, everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today. I'm your host, Charlie Earl. This is episode 74, Love. Oh, yeah, love. Anyway, um, it's hard to believe we've been doing this for a year and five months on this podcast. It's been growing, sometimes faster than others, but nevertheless growing. And I thank each and every one of you uh, for participating. Uh, if you have comments, please be sure to share them. I'm, I'm more than happy to read them. Uh, but I do love the fact that you're following Living Liberty today. Yes, the topic is love. Um, love Makes the World Go Round was a song that I first heard recorded by the Everly Brothers back many moons ago. But J-Lo and Santana have both done their renditions of it, and I'm sure multiple other artists have as well. Uh, I'm not a music aficionado, though the right tune at the right time in the right mood uh, is something that I appreciate and enjoy. But the reason we're talking about love today is that we're starting a new year after two abysmal ones and one shaky one, and uh, it just seems to me that there are a whole lot of things on our plate right now. Lots of chaos, lots of tension, uh, specifically government overreach, which in turn affects and impacts every aspect of our lives, and um, often for the negative, if you're a person who believes in liberty, if liberty is not a meaningful concept for you or not something you really think is important, then, of course, the government overreach doesn't bother you nearly as much. But I see it each and every day at every element of, of society, the public and the private sector, where efforts are made by entities, I will say, and often entities are actually public institutions or private companies where individuals make choices and decisions. But these entities are attempting to restrict and marginalize those of us who love liberty and value individual liberty. Now, as I've stated before on these podcasts, I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Christ. And many of you who are not would assume because of that I've forfeited my liberty. But au contraire my doubting friend, um, that has been the source of my liberty, the opening of my liberty, because what it means is certain aspects of my life. I don't have to fret and, and go through all kinds of anxious moments trying to decide what to do, when to do it, or how to do it. That has been prescribed, not commanded, not demanded, not insisted. It's my choice. But the choice is clear because the, the pathway, the guideposts are there and easy to see. That's why in many respects, uh, I've done my most recent recordings on virtue and honor because I think that one needs an element of faith or at least a basic sense of principles and morality in order to function 
as an individual within society. Even anarchy requires some element of honor because you allow other people to pursue their own path without allowing them to interfere with yours. In other words, everyone has his or her own path, and uh, we we look at that in our own ways, but we can't impede or interfere on another's path, and that's what liberty is. Uh, Although I'm a Christian and a believer, I also believe that you have the right to accept or reject God on your own terms. Uh, Bottom line is I prefer you acquire the freedom I have, but the flip side of that is I'm not going to force it on you. I'm not going to demean you. I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to browbeat you. I'm going to say that's your choice. That's between you and the ultimate judge. So anyway, so that's my little sermonette about love. I think love is a vital component for reaching mutual goals with other people. In other words, if we don't have an element of love and concern for their well-being or your well-being, then everything I do would be total self-interest, which may or may not negatively affect you. But if I love you and I'm concerned about you, it doesn't mean I lay down and roll up and, you know, stick my legs in the air like my dog does and, and, and give up means I, I believe in my principles, I stand for my principles, but I love you enough to allow you your own your own space, so to speak. And so I think if we're going to solve any of these glaring issues that face us in this, in this nation and in, on this planet today, we need an element of love and we need true liberty. And those two, I think, are just vital for going forward. We know there's a group, and whether they're organized or colluding or not, I don't know, but at least they share the same goals, who believe we are too stupid and too incapable of making our own decisions, and they feel obligated to make them for us. In fact, they feel uh, that they are the elite, and they know better than we do, and as we know if you've had any interaction with them or at least followed them from a distance, you know that um, they're often wrong. Their ideas of what we need and what we must have to be fulfilled or to be safe and to be secure are, are often way out of the range, outside of the box, so to speak, our boxes, the boxes of humans, of individuals. And, um, So I think it's time we just actively resist these people. And it's maybe by ignoring them or ridiculing them and going our own way and doing our own thing as if they didn't exist, which I know will annoy the heck out of them. But I think we've got to do something short of violence. I, I don't believe that's a remedy to anything. It may come to that someday. Uh, I pray not, I hope not, but uh, that certainly should be the last resort in my view because uh, it seems like collateral damage is the typical outcome of violent interaction, and I certainly don't want to 
hurt anybody accidentally or through lousy intentions at any rate. Okay, I got some articles I'd like to recommend to you, as I usually do in this program. The first one is from Imprimus, uh, the November edition. That is the publication of Hillsdale College. I recommend that you read it. I posted it on my Facebook page. Um, It's volume 50, number 11. Larry P. Arn, the president of Hillsdale, gentleman I respect uh, a lot, has written a column on called The Way Out. And he basically has a formula for getting out of this mess we're in. It's not extensive, um, but it does give it a, a nice overview and maybe a blueprint that we can pursue going forward. Point is, we need a way out. My my way is to begin with the heart and then work out from there. Larry has probably a more pragmatic uh, view in the eyes of many of you. Also, uh, Luke Lango's Hyper Growth Investing uh, from New Year's Day talks about uncover the one crypto to unite them all. He says it's not Bitcoin. Uh, he's talking about how the global technology takeover is impacting everything we do, how the NASDAQ has risen 370% during the 2010s, while the S&P just rose 190%. That's basically a two-to-one. And so he says the next logical step beyond the technological takeover uh, of the market is the global blockchain takeover. And he said, uh, is a big player in that. Visa's making a move to try to uh, grab the larger market share of that area. But he said there's going to be a real battle going forward for the blockchain market and how it's going to be the dramatic new area of expansion and, in many respects, consolidation, because that's the way things work in the corporate world. You grow and you grow and you grow, and then you start buying out your smaller competitors so you can get their products or their services or whatever. So I'd keep an eye on that if I were you. I think he has some validity there. I'm still learning um, the, the the ins and outs of blockchain. Um, it's, it's probably one of those things, if he's right, if Luke is right about uh, the forecast for that going forward means it'll be changing probably faster than I can learn it, but nevertheless, we'll try. And then uh, another article I'd like to recommend to you is from the publication Good Living Science and Technology. I'm reading a lot more of this stuff lately. I used to read political philosophy. Now I'm reading science and technology. Anyway, this is an article from the 29th of December. Um, in 2018, yeah, 2018, John Hershey, Hersey wrote it, H-E-R-S-E-Y. It's called Minding Your Time, Three Ideas. He said, uh, start with the obvious, schedule your work, find out where your time goes. Always a good thing to do. I, uh, I piddle away more time than, than God has apples. But anyway, he says, uh, 
plan your work, get it all planned up, and find out where the rest of your time goes, and then harness the power of time scarcity. And as I get older, I'm 75 now, 75 and a half. As I get older, I'm more aware of the scarcity of time. I'm more aware of how the sand is dripping through the hourglass. And though every moment becomes more precious. And uh, so that, that's, that, I guess, is why that article uh, seemed attractive to me, is because I want to harness the power of time scarcity. I want to take what little time is available outside of my book time and put it to work in the best fashion possible. Pat and I have started a new enterprise with our BG3 Solutions Company, and it's called uh, The Ultimate Business Quest, and it's a, it's a program sort of like a video game uh, that gives you as an entrepreneur or as a business manager or whatever some real tips and value and introspective understanding of where you're going from here and 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 that means that I've got to harness my time better so that I can manage and develop and and move that program out to people uh, out there who may be able to use it and may want to use it. It's a fun way of grasping learning and internalizing some basic business concepts that are going to make you uh, a better entrepreneur or business person going forward. Another one I'd like to propose to you is um, it's by Malcolm Gladwell, and I get his bulletin. I find him a fascinating. He and Elon Musk are two people that kind of intrigue me. I'm not a disciple or a, or follow the cult, but they intrigue me. They have a lot of interesting things to say. And from Malcolm's latest bulletin, um, it's called A Modest Proposal for the Future of Public Philanthropy. I think that's something we've got to look at seriously. I would recommend it to you. Um, it's uh, based on the history of the Purdue Pharma Sacklers, the Sackler family, who gave a lot of money away while promoting and selling OxyContin, which they knew were dangerous. I just recommend that you read it. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell's Bulletin. It's an interesting read. Well, that's pretty much it. Remember to keep loving. Uh, but live free, be free, and stay free. I'm Charlie Earl. Have a good day.